0: Hello. 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 Who is that guy?
1: Hey, this is Max Da Vinci. Hi, I am Anantha. Hello everyone, this is Aditya, also known as wolf on Twitter.
2: Hey, this is Ashoka. I am AB Van on Twitter.
1: And this is Deepak, also known as Complicator
3: on Twitter. By our Bettiness combined, we are the
2: other
3: Hello, listeners. Happy 2020, and welcome to episode 54 of the Other Banana podcast. Today's film is the Anucharan directed 2015 film Hirumi. The film selection for this episode is inspired by a news report that uh, RSS Swayamsevaks are acting as Police ke Mitra, aka the Friends of the Police, in meeting out violence against democratic protesters and innocent civilians in Uttar Pradesh. Anucharan's film, starring Kadir, Charlie, Reshmi Menon, and others, it's scripted by Mani and with wonderful score by K. It paints the portrait, a very intimate portrait of one of these police mitras. It talks about their mental state, what might drive them to choose such a job, and the consequences of having such a role uh, for the individual itself. So it seemed particularly relevant to address this given the political climate in India and given some of the actions that we're seeing in Uttar Pradesh. And so it's a very stark picture of uh, this type of character. And so we wanted to specifically pick this p- uh, film and talk about it. To kick off the discussion, uh, I wanted to ask the group uh, whether, uh, whether they've interacted with anybody uh, like this in their real life. Uh, today on the pod, we have the full crew. Uh, we have Ashoka, KB Van, Max, Adi, and Ananta. And so I'm going to invite uh, Ashoka to kick off the discussion. So Ashoka, have you ever interacted with uh, someone like this? You know, someone who's not actually, uh, does not actually have any of the powers of the state. Like is not an actual employee, like a policeman or something, but is now deputized to perform the function of the state, which is to regulate you in terms of uh, how you function in society.
2: Hey man, first of all, happy new years to What I wanted to say was uh, not in the sense that it is depicted in the film and. Uh, Certainly not uh, in the capacity of uh, uh, of kadir, but it is inevitable that you meet one such person, right? Uh, n- if not in the police department, at least in the courts, or at least in government offices, where people who are not government official or not the rep- representatives of the state, doing ac- ac- axillary functions or ancillary functions in, in the capacity of the representative, himself or herself, like if you want to move certain documents, you have a person who does that, right? He is not the officer himself, but he or she would help you do that. Same way as it is depicted in, in this film, they are not people who are uh, paid to do the job or they are not the chosen uh, official, but everyone encounters such people and I too have done that. But not in the police setting, I should say. Not in the way that uh, I was stopped for a uh, for license check. Uh, thankfully, all my license checks were done by the cops. And uh, I have paid anywhere from money to Sodexo to take the cop to the nearest ATM. So the, the all my travels are with actual cops, thankfully, not with such characters. Okay. Anybody else? Uh, Ananta, Adi, Max. Anyone interacted with such folks? So I have. I, I actually haven't. Yeah. And this is actually pretty, uh, it used to be pretty common um, in Hyderabad where and may, maybe it's a, it was a fact because of uh, when the whole cyber thing happened, explosion of, you know, all the IT companies happened. All these companies came up in places where you know, there, there weren't any police stations or checkposts in, uh, you know, in those areas. So clearly everyone was understaffed. And so the, you know, you'd see a lot of these guys, getting, you know, higher like this, it had just started to explode and it was pretty common that you would see people like these everywhere because there will be heavy fines and that's how they would get paid.
3: So you're saying their primary may- way of making money is by g- getting a commission on the fines? M- yeah. Not the so fines, I, I it's more the bribes than the fines I,
2: actually. Because fines, yeah, you know, you yeah, yeah, have chalan what, yeah. and stuff like that that goes into the exchequer. These are more the bribes that you pay and so they just get cut from the bribes.
1: Like I, I, I probably know why I haven't encountered, like because of a particular scene in the film. Like, you know, you, you see when he first starts on the job, uh, he catches uh he he stops a bike uh, with, uh, where the guy is wearing a shirt and a tie and he's, uh, and the police tells him that correct uh, and then and then when his friend and Yogi come turn up, says Puri, combination and they are the one he who was stopped and then the police uh, constable actually expresses a shock when Katil says that these guys are good uh, so so you know what what they're looking at and this has happened like. Uh, this has happened when uh, when you when are driving late in the night in Madras. and uh, uh, I, I know who, who who are the people who are stopped, uh, like uh, to check whether they are drunk or not, and there were very few of the cars uh, are actually stopped. It's always the bikes and, and the two-wheelers.
0: So in my case also, I think I agree with what Adi is saying. I've not been, I've not had the experience of you know, interacting with one someone like this. And that, that's also essentially because I primarily drive out in a motorbike and I always have my helmet on. So, and I'm very conscious on following the road rules. And I, I believe I've gotten stopped a couple of times late in the night and very few times do I actually get stopped. And that's even when I get, get stopped, it's usually to check whether I'm drunk. If I'm coming late.
2: There is well demarketed lines on who gets stopped and who doesn't get stopped. There are are a particular kind of vehicle. Cops have to make a visual distinction of who's who. There is no rule book on, because since there is very little rules on the roads themselves, on which lanes to travel and what speed to travel, without those basic uh, uh, rules being set, you only pull based on your visual uh, inputs. And if you have a certain kind of a garish clothes, and if you are leaning forward in your bike, if your bike is of that type, police are predisposed to catch you rather than someone say who's driving like whose maximum speed would be like thirty. to 1, Or or who's who's wearing a office bag, or who's having a helmet, who's on who's in uh, formal. So th-
3: it's their profiling essentially, right? And the markers typically the markers of of passing through the profile or being or of, of being a favorable profile are all the markers of. You know, of, of an upper caste, upper class person. So it's uh, not entirely mutually exclusive as an exercise. There's probably a heavy amount of overlap there. So I, I think that's a, I think that makes a good point. And I think this this is sort of where I want to transition into talking about the the film. There really is not a lot of really well known names in this movie. I think Charlie is probably the most uh, well known name. He plays a, a sort of senior version of Kadir, who is the primary character. Uh, he's graduated from doing some of the menial tasks of policing to being an actual informer who helps with investigations, more serious investigations like smuggling or uh, illegal traffic and so on and so forth. I think this is probably my one of my favorite Charlie performances. It's I think it also to resurrect his career a little bit. Uh, I, I wanted to check, ask the group what they thought of some of the supporting characters
2: and their performances. Favorite Charlie role? Maybe not. I, I would still go with friends. But uh, yeah, as a, as a, the transition from Charlie as a, as a comedian and a uh, friend of the hero to a character role or someone who's so restrained in his performance. Like if you see, there is very much, very less drama in his life. And he looks like the guy who has known the part of the world that he inhabits and what his place in it is and all that. So yeah, fantastic. But uh, uh, I would say even David and uh, Marimutu as the two inspectors who are feuding. And uh, Tenavan as the club owner, who's, who's generally very pac- pacifist for a, for a gangster and, uh, and a club owner, right? So those are the characters that uh, really stood out for me. Yeah.
1: So yeah, I, I even I, I I also think uh, it's one of Charlie's uh, best performances, uh, especially since uh, he made a kind of a, a transition to this kind of roles. And I I also like his performance in Orunal Naikuthu, and and I think even in Managram he played a very similar sort of role. And uh, and and I think there's uh, and it's interesting that you brought up uh, Tenna one. Uh, it's kind of a very there's there's a, a sleep contrast in in, in between tenaven and his brother uh, which is very similar to what you see between uh, prabhakar and kadir uh, um and and i think it it kind of shows up uh, their experience and their experience with dealing police uh, one guy is kind of a hothead and the other person is which uh, is with his experience he is kind of grown to uh, uh, learn where he needs to uh, you know, be uh, subtle, and where he needs to uh, be aggressive, and, and and I think that kind that kind of that kind of comes through in the performance of, of all the four actors.
0: When I was looking at Charlie's filmography yesterday. Uh, it seemed like this has this was kind of a turning point for him in the way that. Uh, so as Asadi was also talking about, uh, Managaram is also a similar role, um, and and so that way he stands out. But the rest of the cast, yes, they are not that very well known, but. Uh, it's four years down the line. Uh, each one of them, you've seen them in other uh, movies and they've all they've all proven to be uh, actors who can carry out roles, right? So, Mari Muthu, for example, has been seen in a bunch of uh, Danush movies, Vettri movies recently. So, it, it is a very strong casting. It's a very strong casting. Um, and the other thing is, uh, again, I also wanted to point out, but Adi's already done this, is that the, the relationship between the two pairs of brothers is kind of... Uh, Kind of similar, and I like the fact that uh, uh, when uh, uh, the older brother goes to the police commissioner and starts explaining what is going on, uh, he opens and pretty much the first statement he makes, he tells him how he's been paying a bribe. So it's like he knows that, yes, he has to admit to the fact that he is also in the wrong, even if even if it means that it, he's doing that to a police commissioner and not to one of the lower lung, lower lung uh, uh, people, so that their experience comes through. So in that sense, yes, they are very similar uh, uh, roles. And the, one, the one thing, the one thing which struck me though the thing women are kind of secondary. Uh, And they seem to live very uneventful lives compared to the men. They're very cut off. For example, Charlie's wife does not seem to know what her husband did for a living.
1: But that's the typical
3: universe, right? Uh, I don't think that was sort of a writing flaw. I think that that's the universe that these characters inhabit. It didn't feel false in any way. I especially liked that uh, Ashoka mentioned Tenderman's character and I think... uh, Adi's point is really good, especially the scene where Ananda, that you mentioned, he goes and talks to the commissioner and he says, the situation is pretty dire, so I I need to be open about what is going on. Because if you think about it, he runs a, a bar slash gambling business, and, and it's probably not a very big business. and losing 25 lakhs is probably his entire working capital, right? The entire the entire show comes to a standstill when you lose that quantum of money. And he clearly, uh, someone who, who uh, runs a, a government uh, task mark is, is, is someone who's connected politically. So you see him talking on the phone, like you see Mari Mutu talking on the phone and him talking on the phone to somebody who's probably somewhat senior politically connected, uh, but you don't ever actually see the person. It, there is this constant hinting of, this entire system being, this entire nexus being part of a very large system. It's always hinted at in the movie, but you never see that larger system because you stay, you continue to stay with the characters. Charlie has this wonderful dialogue. Uh, he says, uh, uh, "In the in the police and criminals or system, da yeah. in Lebo, you don't go and get caught in this kind of thing." It's a passing dialogue, but it, you can peel back so many things from that in the movie. It, that and that statement is used to build the tension in this entire movie. In fact. Once you become aware of that nexus and become aware of that system, now that you're embroiled in it, Kadir is embroiled in it. He is in a constant state of fear once he learns about it. And once he learns that he does not really, he's at the lowest end of the totem pole in this system, right? He thought he had some authority and he really doesn't have
1: any authority. Uh, and that, i think that i think that comes out really really well yeah and it kind of complements the first thing right where he gives an idea and he like you said he always wants to be the authority figure and uh, he thought that he had attained that authority and he's got that uh, power that he was uh, always dreaming for in a job and 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 i, and I think and, and that's the kind of misunderstanding that uh, he ends up having and and like you said that that dialogue is very interesting and and, and it also gives a insight into uh, in, into into Prabhakar's role. Like, like, we never know how Prabhakar uh, got into this job. And we also know that his family is also kind of struggling. And, and, and I felt that uh, Prabhakar is someone who probably used to be Kadir. And he probably, uh, there's also that kind of a contrast uh, between them. Uh, not contrast, uh, this kind of similarity between them that uh, Prabhakar has the kind of experience that, that he's learned how to be on this job and he's learned to be invisible on this job. And and Kadir and, and is someone who, who takes it, take to it uh, too
2: aggressively. And by the time he learns how to do it, uh, it's too late. He's meddled too deep by then. And uh, that is the point of, uh, that is kind of the crux of this movie, right? Like there are two types of uh, uh, people I- in the universe that the film portrays, that ones who know their role and they're sticking to it. It is not just Denovan or even, as you say, Charlie, it is also the constabulary and and uh, the assistance uh, to the inspector. like They all know what territory that they have to operate in. They all know who to catch, who not to catch, what to disturb, what not to disturb. And they all know that there are two inspectors who are feuding, right? And both are corrupt in their, in their own ways. But nobody disturbs the status quo and everybody is happy, which is kind of a very insidious uh, message. Uh, not disturbing status quo. If you keep it to yourself, nothing happens. And Kadir is seen as a disruptor, right? Who goes in, not with the intention of disrupting anything. He has not come from a place of a very pure intention. He just wants authority without learning the ropes or, or gaining responsibility. right? And that kind of puts people in danger. His actions has a lot of collateral damage in them. And therefore, therefore that is the film. If you can't account for all the actions that you do, and if you can't think through the consequences of your action, you will have to end up suffering. Not just you, the people around you will take the hit for something that don't even know. I think that is even more insidious, Ashoka. I think, the, I think the point of the film is
3: you cannot think through all the actions and the ramifications of what you do because you don't even see the full picture most of the time. What education or what thinking with the information that Kadir had, could he have done to prevent what happened? I don't think he had anything at his disposal, right? To even like process the information. You don't even, he didn't even know that this thing was a nexus. Like he didn't know. I don't yeah. think if he had stayed quiet and done the job for another two years or three years, correct. he would have ever that, been in a position to do this.
2: Correct. That's why I said uh, he was just looking out for his own advancement in life, right? For the first time, all the bravado. Because if you see that he's a very ego-driven guy, right? In the In, in the initial part of the movie, he doesn't like Someone even taunting him. But at the same time, he's a guy who's no job. The women in the house uh, have to pick slack for him. Plus do the home work. Because they are the authority figure in the home. That he's still seen as a man boy. Right? And that kind of hurts his ego. You don't see him even after he joins the police uh, role. Whatever the auxiliary police role that he's given. His first response is not to bring money home. His first response is to show the people of his home... That he's he now hobnobs with the inspector, right? He takes his wife out and shows introduces her to the inspector, saying that that is yeah. The money sh- he spends on his friends. The, yeah, the money he spends on his friends, and his whole impulse is now I am someone. You guys can't uh, you guys can't go on endlessly mocking me because I am this guy, and that's why he even rats out the club because uh, that is his way of getting back at the. Uh, at the club uh, owner's brother. He has always come from the point of view that I want to be someone. I am not a nobody. And that has disastrous uh, consequences, right? Yeah, and at right end. from the start, yeah. it, it is uh, like an anti-hero movie. Uh, and, it's about, and it's about the guy who wants to be a hero, right? Also, that's, Which is why that um, the, I think when he's drinking, when they, he's asking for that whole mutta uh, dosa is when it comes that... Uh, Ado and the Parvepol of Ayavendam is playing in the background as well because that's aspirational for him. He wants to be that. um, Which is why also the moment he gets money uh, and he buys... uh, In the song also, it says that, you know, Bullet, uh, uh, Wangwan, he's driving... He's seen uh, riding a Royal Enfield with that full get uh, that he uh, wants. He wants that power. That is a brilliant shot, Maja. So, he's seen driving Bullet and he's... Purveying the road as if he's the lord of the road and all that. Later in that same shot, you see that there is a, a tiffin box. He's actually driving the inspector's bullet. And yeah, the bullet, him. and he's taking lunch for him. Mm-hmm. But, but but like you said, it's it's about him wanting to uh, become a big shot and become a big shot uh, real quick, right? Which is why he's um, kissing the uh, uh, inspector's butt and all that. Which is and even though he is put to work with that bunch of other guys. He's the one who soars up, and he's he's, he's shown riding uh, riding uh, Pilen with. The inspector and those guys also like shocked as to how how did this guy who came yesterday suddenly is now um, you know going doubles with the inspector and so on. So it's about that. And because he wanted to rise so quickly, I think I, I actually think had he been in the system and worked under the radar for a while, he'd have slowly understood that okay, Mari Saundar pa- Pandian you know they they don't they don't have they don't have a good equation and uh, the bar the gambling thing is done, which is why uh, like Charlie knew all of those things and not even Charlie even the the other uh, people also knew. But this guy wanted to just get in up so quickly. So he thought, you know, I will impress the inspector even more by getting him uh, this whole gambling damn thing. And that way, my stock uh, will just skyrocket.
0: Uh, I have a slightly different take. The thing is, I don't think he was kissing ass. Uh, In fact, I think he was even considering that he can become even bigger than the inspector. He's basically reckless. The rest of the people want to cut him down to size. And the other thing is uh, we, we, we wonder about what Charlie was early on. There was no way Charlie was going to be this because it makes you think, right, Charlie has survived in the system for almost, possibly at least 10-15 years, which means that he never ever wanted to get beyond, I mean, he he has drawn a line in the sand where he knows that he doesn't want to step past it. He's okay with the uh, infrequent uh, uh, bits of meat thrown his way. And he thinks, okay, this is, this is all I need to survive and I'll, I'll do only this. Yeah, hey, I, I understand that. I understand that. But the
1: thing is, uh, I'm, I'm sure if he, could, uh, if he could have done something like what Kadir did, like rat out someone, I'm sure he could have done. But I think he learned it enough in his job, not to do that because I'm sure even his job is also not possible without the kind of um, you know without having similar friends that Kadir has. Like I mean, it's not easy to be an informer without having your connections on the other side too. But like like he stays quiet in the car, right? I mean, Kadir doesn't stay quiet in the in the jeep, uh, and and mm. that's how it's saying who's uh, who, who what what the club is doing. Uh, Prabhakar obviously stays quiet, so he knows where to talk and where not to talk, and and that is why I said that. If he wanted to, he could have done. But he knows that he, he shouldn't for his own benefit. He was probably Kadar, right? I agree with Adi.
3: I think he started out in the same place as Kadir. But he is probably far more measure, measured as a person and sort of learned the ropes and learned the intricacies and now he's able to function as an informer.
1: And you also see the contrast between their characters. Like, Kadir like, is someone who never goes home. Like, he, he rarely uh, has a concern for his family and uh, and and uh, the, the two women are the ones who are like uh, the breadwinners in the family. And, and uh, but, but Charlie is not like that. Uh, uh, Prabhakar is more of a uh, one, of a, one of someone who knows that he has a family to take care of. And, and, and I think that is also another reason uh, that his, his character is written in a completely different way. You can see the parallels in other places
3: also. Like for example, right, Kadir is more aggressive about uh, Prabhakar uh, and Prabhakar's wife getting pregnant than Prabhakar himself is. Like Prabhakar is just conservative. He's taken the loss there and he's decided to move on until kadar brings him to the, brings them to the doctor so it, it is uh, i cannot you can also see the movie as when there is a larger system and then when there is a larger nexus that is not in your control so you, how youthful recklessness is is broken by the system right like you can think of it as a horse being broken and sort of starting to conform and either your choices are to either be a uh, a low-level totem pole guy and plays and wait for the scraps of meat that are thrown at you like Prabhakar, or not play the game at all like Kadir at the very end. So it's it's quite uh, it's quite interesting to see how uh, the system sort of breaks uh, uh, any sort of uh, appetite for risk that you have also.
2: So I just wanted to abstract it because uh, like a month ago I was reading something very interesting for a very different setting, but that is also a system which is a corporate system that. Anybody who enters the system and is given a little bit of power always is presented with the prior idiot problem, which is, everybody who has done this before me is either an idiot or is inefficient and I now can do this better. And that is always Kadir's take with Charlie or or Prabhakar. So, you don't know what to do. You don't know how to play these games. I played this. There is no such thing. And Charlie's is the opposite of the priority problem because the priority problem says that there are two ways that you can do that when you enter a system you can directly assume that the system is completely inefficient and uh, people have been fucking around for like god knows how many months or years so you are the one who's who has all the answers and based on your experience you can go and be the king you can change everything You can make the system perfect or you can take the other approach of first trying to learn why the system became the way it is. Okay. There are inefficiencies in the system. The system fails at certain point. What is it that what are the two or three things that you can do to plug the most inefficient points in the system or what is it that you can do to not be inefficient because you are now the part of the system based on how much power you are that is the contrast that you see between prabhakar and kadir right prabhakar may have started as kadir but that is conjecture right that never that is this conjecture that we are projecting but he yeah, has yeah, learned, yeah. but but that he has known the system he has he has read the system he has he has completely studied what is his surroundings and he acts as per uh, as per the requirements whereas kadir wants to change Everything around because he is even the police. Maybe in his own mind, he thought that the police themselves are inefficient. Without him knowing, uh, he, he comes from the street, right? So he knows the street knowledge. So without uh, his inputs, the police would not have done what they would have done. That that's the raid on the bar. It's only when Charlie tells him that it is under the other inspector's protection. That Kadir and uh, even the audience learns that. Charlie also knows this, or, uh, or or Prabhakar also knows this, but he has chosen not to meddle with it because that is not under the purview of his his job required. So this is essentially the difference between two the the two men. And if you if you follow the abstraction and then uh, apply it to other systems, you can also see what's happening today, right? Like our country in itself was under. Uh, supposedly under a rule of one party for a very long time and the other party now has come and said because it is inefficient we will now impose our world views on this and that's why this country now will become a superpower in say 2020 which is now four days after 2020 we are learning okay maybe not right i so, got an email machan i got an email that we are superpower now we are superpower then then that must be true machan so sorry i Apologies to all listeners. Anything on
3: the internet is true, Machai. Anything on the internet is
2: true. Everything on the internet is true. So therefore, I apologize to the listeners. Priority problem is something that you can see in anything that works as an organization or as a system. Be it an office. Let's say any new person who comes with even a slight modicum of power. Right? You see that in them. You bring a new senior into the organization. You see how they... Can go about things. They can wreck existing teams, or they can work with existing structure and make it better. This is this. This happens at every strata, and at, and this happens in Crimea as well. Yeah, I think
3: this is a very impo- important point. Like relating stuff back to what is going on right now is, I think, a key point. But let's let's talk a little bit about the film some more. I think this is a film which has a series of wonderful moments that build stuff up, right? Like for example um, max talked about the ado on the parai vendum the the titles run over uh, there is a wonderful song that's sung by ganabala which basically goes Varvi sum varkai uh, nimirndal talai so basically oh, for a while it was my it's, it's,
2: favorite uh, ganabala song fantastic song.
3: Yeah, it's a lovely song it's a lovely lovely song lovely lyrics also the other the, the first song that opens the uh, the song is also another kannada song like manidan Deva Deva. These are
1: all
3: like there are a number of wonderful moments in the film. And I think my one of my favorite uh, f- uh, sequences in the film is where it's in the montage where uh, Kadir is starting to uh, fall into the glamour and the power of this new role that he's got. And uh, uh, a constable is hitting a, a rather portly person in, in custody and is gets tired and gives him the lucky to hit the person. And he decides to go at the person with full Josh. And then when he comes out, uh, uh, the constable's like, The 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 other constable, the constable who drives the inspector around, tells him just because he asks you to hit the guy, don't hit him. Once you leave the police station and he, if you see him outside somewhere, nobody will be there to protect you, right? Like I think the and he uh, sees the writing. And he actually sees him. Yeah, he does. He actually sees him later. So the writing and the uh, is constantly foreshadowing what is coming down the line and what Kadir seems to miss, right? There's a number of wonderful moments like in the film. What was, this, what was your favorite moment in the
1: film? So I, I, I'll go first. But, uh, and con- continuing on what you're talking about, I, I think it also hints that the moment that you're talking about also hints at a larger cyclical problem, right? I mean, even uh, we talk about electing a new government and everything and what ends up happening is the whole uh, partisanship and uh, the, next, uh, the next government comes and un- uh, uh, undoes whatever the other uh, government had done or makes it worse so 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 that it's kind of a, a very minute reflection of that factor also but uh, my favorite moment uh, in the film is definitely the the, the exact place where uh, uh, Kadir and prabhakar go to drink every night uh, and uh, they, they are sitting there and uh, prabhakar is basically giving uh, giving him all sorts of advice that Kadir never takes and and and, and once uh, prabhakar is gone Kadir is sitting there alone and there is this frame of Kadir on the right and, and the scooter on the left. And, and, and that scooter kind of becomes a, a great uh, symbolic um, figure in the film uh, because the scooter is kind of the symbol for Prabhakar, Prabhakar being on status quo. Like, he never develops beyond what he is. And that is, that becomes a, um, a talking point for Kadir. Uh, he keeps berating that in the scooter uh, in the scooter the and all those things and, and 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 Kadir also gets caught by the police for the first time when he's trying to fix the scooter and And, and, and I think that moment that frame of him sitting on the on the right side and the scooter on the left, and Prabhakar is obviously missing. It's kind of a very heavy moment and it's, and it's beautifully pictured and case background score. It's kind of a guitar riff out there, and that, that's also nicely done. So that's kind of my favorite moment.
3: Adi. Max or Ashoka, Max.
2: So uh, two things uh, I like a lot. One is obviously that I mentioned before is that that song, <clears throat> which shows his rise and intoxication of power. Uh, where you know his look also changes from the beard goes away. He now sports a more police-friendly mustache, and then that bullet moment. Um, and like Ashoka said, there's that one pool where he's beating the cop also. They, they have to do a lineup of uh, uh, suspects and then he goes and drags one guy and puts him there. And all. That, that part I liked a lot because it shows his intoxication of power. Uh, and the other one I liked a lot is um, how I mentioned earlier, is, this is like a very anti-hero movie, is that action sequence where you know he's being chased through alleyways. I thought that was uh, very tightly done. I like that that entire sequence a lot as well. For me, though, the first uh, eight to ten minutes of the movie, because uh, I watched it in 2016, I was impressed then, and I uh, I watched it again. I I really liked it because considering that this is a, this is the first time are making his film. In the first six eight minutes of the movie, you get all the major characters in, right? Uh, perhaps not the inspector, but but all, all the major characters come in. Right. Uh, you you get to know who Kadir is. You get to know who Prabhakar is. You get to know who Prabhakar's wife is. And, and you get to know that Kadir, even though he's like a... He, he's... A, you you assume that he's a, a bachelor who's like flirting with the young girls, but... You get to know that he has a kid of his own, right? That these are all set in the first 5 to 10 minutes. Uh, Immediately after it cuts to a song, but uh, let's ignore that for a minute. But this is is the first 10 minutes of the movie. And for a first-time filmmaker, I think that was very, very tightly done. That uh, you get to know what this whole people the whole set of people are about i don't see that much uh, in in the other movies that i watched but everything was set very very smoothly and very very quickly so yeah and there is constant tension
3: like you are constantly off balance because you don't know like right from the opening scene right it, it, there is a constant tension throughout the thing uh, throughout that sequence so i think yeah it is it is one of the best opening sequences of like Correct. opening 15 minutes or so of a film that I've seen. It's Correct. So really, he really fights
2: Yeah, he, he fights with his friend. And you know that he's a ego-driven guy, but he has no money. Then he keeps walking and then he meets uh, uh, Prabhakar. And uh, you immediately know that Prabhakar is following a guy. And he's noting down. So he's a spy of some sort. And he has interested Kadir uh, with his quota. Meanwhile, in all this any sensible guy would stay in the scooter because he knows that this guy has been following him but he goes and meets his uh, lover and then gets chased away and then uh, prabhakar comes and finds his bike has been unattended uh, has been left unattended then the mystery the ignition, and... by the way <laughs> yeah 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 I, and and then they travel back home and the the mutta comes a full circle right like he is denied a mutta dosa in the first scene and then he asks for mutta uh, to Prabhakar's wife. So, it is a tightly drawn circle. You, and then the next scene immediately you see is like, uh, I think I may be wrong, but uh, he goes home. He he immediately, he, he's shown that there is a photo of him and his wife and she is carrying a baby and all that. So, that is a shocker. Like, oh, this guy is not a bachelor. He also is supposed to be responsible. He's also now a guy who's not doing, uh, not carrying out his responsibilities and all that. So, fantastic first 15 minutes. That was the best thing of the movie.
0: The, I, I completely like the fact that they used that subway the way they used it. it. All the violent scenes in the movie happen with that subway as a focal point, and they keep coming back to the subway whenever something goes wrong. So, it, to me, the I mean, the movie is about. To me, the movie is about lines that should not be crossed and what happens when a line is crossed. And to me, the subway like fit in very well with that metaphor, right? So, they once they enter the subway, which means they cross a particular line, because subways are usually where uh, you go under either, uh, uh, typically go under a railway track. That's how city, Chennai city subways are, right? So, that's where the subway. So, it's almost like, typically, even in the city, this side of the subway, the other side of the subway, uh, are completely two different uh, localities. And two different, you know, uh, neighborhoods in, in, in every level possible. So uh, them getting into the subway and have bad things happening them seemed like a good metaphor for it, and uh, it was nice that they came back to that place whenever something bad was happening. And uh, again, it, it even though in some ways it it looked repetitive, but it the fact that they used that subway as a motive, I mean, worked very well for me. So that's that that is something that. Uh, like stuck with me after okay, I the point
3: Yeah Anatha that's a fantastic point because any everything else right happens above ground. It, when when people say see me underbilly, see me underbilly, right? Like they literally put it in the see me underbelly. <laughs> they, <laughs> they 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 shot it below they sh- they shoot it below ground. And, and it's a it's a one, the, the first time it happens, right? When they have that uh, accident with the car and the auto turns around and the violence is about to happen. It's a wonderful sequence that really grounds us in who these people are. The the scooter falls down uh, on Kadir and uh, Prabhakar. Prabhakar is too informed to get out from under the scooter and run. He tells Kadir to escape. Kadir, for the first time in his life, actually starts to listen to Prabhakar. Like he's actually listening. He thinks he finally believes that w- what Prabhakar has told him, that he's way out of his depth here and he could be in trouble. He actually believes that they are coming for him. right? And he and he runs. And then when they when he sees them kill Prabhakar, a doubt comes into his head. Oh, did they come for me? Did they not come for me? It's wonderful, like in the sense that if, if for example, right, they had decided to establish Kadir as some sort of prototypical commercial hero, and they, he decided to stand his ground and fight, immediately all of the tension is lost, right? Because
1: Correct.
3: the tension of Kadir wondering whether the it happened because of him, whether it happened because of all of the other myriad things that Prabhakar is involved in, yeah. all of that stuff is gone. All of that tension is lost. Uh, so it works in terms of keeping the characters real and it also works in terms of keeping the movie tense. So I think, yeah, those sequences are really, really good.
0: And uh, even, even post that, right? You, you still don't know at that point where they, whether they were coming behind him. I don't think they were coming for him at all, even though every, everybody's, you know, every, all the characters are kind of related and they all, it all comes back to the same thing. Uh, they were coming for Charlie because they probably found out something that Charlie had done, but it turns out that they also have a beef with him, which 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 gets established later on. And they they the fact that Kadir has given them away comes out only in the police station, which is which is another good scene. Yeah, it's a the fantastic. Police inspector bit. actually, police inspector actually like decides that Kadir has to go, and and he kind of makes it seem that he's not doing what he's doing, but. He's the one who's like, you know, orchestrating the whole thing. He's getting Kadir and them into the same room and get getting uh, uh, Deena understand that Kadir is the one who has given them away. Which is which is a fantastic way to do it. Everybody is like, they're acting with their faces, which is like brilliant.
3: Yeah, there's a specific close-up of boxer Deena's face where he realizes what the inspector is doing. It's Correct. really, really good. I mean, he's a really underrated actor. Like when I first saw him in Aranya Gandam, like he's come a long way since then, right? Like and he's really yeah. good in this movie. That brings us to, we talked about Kadir, right? Like, that brings us to that, the point around, what do we think happens? Like, why do they let Kadir go and live this other life at the end? Do we think they do? Do you think the cops don't bother him anymore? What is your take?
0: I think it's a momentary love. I mean, in a sense that Kadir uh, still is left with you know, a sense that he can, I mean, nothing can happen to him. And you see that in his, uh, the way he smiles and you know, walks away. Uh, almost as if he thinks that you know what these guys are afraid of me, and they won't do anything to me anymore. The only thing that saved Kadir is his wife's appearance. I think that's what it is. Uh, the wife's appearance kind of appealed to the inspector's, you know, softer side, and he let him go at that point. And also because there were too many witnesses at that point. So I'm sure. Yeah, I also think that is.
1: Yeah, uh, I also think that is that is a good point, uh, and uh, especially because. It is actually foreshadowed. Uh, uh, the thing is, uh, I mean, I, I don't, I don't, I don't like to believe that uh, something like that changed uh, the inspector's mind. Like that is kind of, uh, uh, that is kind of uh, a slight of a, a slight of stretch because uh, I, I believe the inspector is more uh, nefarious than that. But at the same time um when 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 all these people take charlie and uh, prabhakar and his wife uh, to the to the hospital for their test so the wife says that she pinched the baby and made made the baby cry uh, and that kind of changed um, prabhakar's mind to have the test and she kind of makes an emotional impact over there and that is the same thing that gets repeated when Kazir is injured and, and needs to go to the hospital and uh, and that that kind of appeals to the police inspector and, and, and I don't think, uh, I mean, it's kind of a stretch to say that Prabhakar's mind uh, what impacted Prabhakar's mind also impacted the uh, inspector's mind. But I think that is, that, that, that is I mean, uh, what happens there is definitely intended to be read that way. Uh, so, so that is the reason that they leave him alone. But at the same time, I think uh, to continue that and to ma- maintain that status quo, I, I think uh, Kazir lives an extremely cautious life. Uh, I, I don't, uh, he'll never be found uh, walking on the road late at night. Uh, um, after meeting his friends, after drinking with his friends, I don't think he'll ever repeat that because um, even a slight mistake from him uh, is, is going to cost him uh, a huge lot so, so, so I think um, while uh, he is um, he's been he's being let off easy, uh, come, uh, you know considering uh, what these people can do, uh, I, I think he lives an extremely cautious life uh, to maintain what he's got.
2: I have a slightly different take, which is uh, the function that Kadir or before him, Prabhakar were doing was, was snitching, right? He, they, they were snitches. And the value of a snitch is dramatically reduced once you remove the anonymity, which is if both parties know who you are, then you are a valueless person, right? Then in case of Kadir, the whole world around him knew who he is. And therefore, everybody knew what he was doing and what Prabhakar was doing probably the, at least the gangsters and the police now knew. So offing him would be the most obvious thing, but offing him also doesn't do any more well. Right? Other than Vendetta. It is not part of business. The more value proposition for that, uh, uh, for the gangsters is to get both inspectors on their side. So because the fundamental crux is you can only have snitches when there are two competing inspectors. If you are, if you have both inspectors on the payroll, what the hell will the snitch do? <laughs> That's the main thing, right? Like there is an actual saying in Tamil, "Sachika
3: Basically,
2: yeah. So there is no value for Kadir anymore. So therefore, th- all they have done is made him very fearful and very careful, right? And I think that is how I interpret Kadir's final smile. Also, now he knows the game. He knows because exactly after that would is the unpo ponal uh, ursiinda de. That lines come just after that scene, right? Everybody right now, know, I mean, at the end of the film at least, everybody knows to bully him. And ev- he has also learnt his place. The only difference there is that there is a change of character only in Kadir. There, there is no change of character in the gangsters or the, or the club owners or, or the police. They have always known their place. in Now that this guy knows, they have told him, Macha, you are a, a, a small fry. We can off you anytime we want. Therefore, stay in your lane. And it has taken that 90 minute journey for Kadir to learn, okay, this is my lane. I will stay. I will bend. I will not get into these kind of conflict. And once that is achieved, it is business as usual for all parties concerned. right? Only Kadir has learnt his place in this world. And that's how I interpreted it. It's not because of uh, is it more beneficial for uh, the police or the gangsters to kill him. Because what was the use? Because uh, both circle inspectors are now on the same page
3: perfect so that brings me to full circle to the news article that prompted this part right uh, i think we have a we have a sort of overarching picture of the type of person these rss swayamsevaks are who are police k mitra in up right uh, probably you know probably finding their you know have a sense of ego because of whatever religious teachings have been used to indoctrinate them, uh, they are working with the police. So they have sort of imbued some of that state power, even though they are not actually an employee of the state. Uh, Do you think that these people will, uh, like, do you think that they will meet similar fates or no, they will continue to run rampant and, because it's a fascist state, this archetype or the kadir archetype is not the right archetype to think of these people.
1: The, un, uh, the unemployed uh, youth who's just uh, raring to go, and 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 with the kind of training that RSS provides, and I mean we also had an RSS march uh, somewhere uh, recently, and and I, and I think that that kind of they uh, they itelangara the kind of. Yeah, kind of the channeling that uh, that anger and that aggression that caused displays here into what is happening in UP is definitely possible, and 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 and, and I don't think that it there is that much of a difference. Uh, it it is just it is it is in it is in the will of the police uh, to uh, to mould them uh, however they want, and if they want to, I think
2: they can. I don't think it has anything to do with ideology. It is it, the the the. This police came mitra or whatever this, this concept is pan India, right? It's, it's there everywhere now, now it's, uh, and <clears throat> it's only, I am, I have gotten power. So irrespective of what my ideology is, I am, I don't, I, I, am I've been pretty insignificant in society. I've suddenly been given power. So irrespective of my ideology, I'm just going to wield my power now. Power is heady. And uh, just to supplement that point, Matt, because uh, that's what you said, right? Like we are. Generally, most people by, as, an, as individuals are slightly irrelevant, right? Like it is just, uh, they want to find a purpose and they want to find employment. That's what leads to all this. And also, if you see in Gangs of Asepur, Ramadir uh, Singh says that uh, everyone, he points to the henchmen, his own henchmen and says that everyone has a movie running in his head and everyone is a hero in that movie, right? Everyone has, wants to be the next Shah Khan, Amir Khan or, or Salman Khan. So that also influences that the once you're given power, obviously you will try to, your role models are not the day-to-day humbles. Your role models are not the people who are working day in, day out, paying taxes, going to going home, taking care of the situation there, going to sleep, going back to office. That can never be a role model because you have not held a job. You know that that is a very boring life and that is a life filled with routine and bending and all that. So when you're given something exciting, let's say something with powerful, with some power or discretionary or whatever that is. But when you're given such a power, you want to know that you want to believe that you are right. You, you are working for the police and therefore you cannot be wrong. Coupled with us looking up at personalities, all this leads only to certain things that are happening in you. And it's also a failure of yeah. education at some point. At at some point, we love to acknowledge that it has been a tremendous failure. Yeah, one of the
3: yeah, one of the greatest failings of power is once you get it, you believe you deserve it.
2: <laughs> that uh, it's because it's intoxicating, right? Power is intoxicating, and when you wield power yeah you feel this like top of the world and no, no. even if
3: you don't abuse power right even if you don't abuse power you know, even if you're respectful of it and keep it in its right place one of the most insidious things about power is that once you get it you believe you deserve it and that you deserve to keep it and you are somehow I, chosen that yeah exactly and that is uh, that's a that's a very very complicated uh, it has very very complicated psychological effects
0: this the, the whole economics um joblessness all things aside i think in up uh, it's it's fairly political right i doubt of course the police mitra uh, scheme or whatever they're talking about the people in plain clothes coming along with the policemen beating others i don't think those are the kinds that to actually are uh, seen in places like uh, uh hyderabad and even in this movie right I'm sure there are some in Chennai as well. I don't think those are those. I think those are essentially political goons supplied by the politicians who want to show people what they can do. I, I don't think they are the garden variety uh, police informants or you know snitches that you see in the rest of India. No, no, that,
1: that, uh, considering... that is true. What are you saying? What are you saying? The difference here is. Uh, because of the, because of who is in power right now at their disposal, they have an institutionalized system of producing correct. these individuals.
0: Correct, correct, correct. And uh, places like UP, there's already uh, a, a known history of casteist militia operating, you know, outside the uh, ambit of the police, right?
2: And and see, that is just with respect to UP and violence, you call them political tools. Now take another harmless example, right? Like. Uh, every film star has his own uh, fan club right there are hundreds of people who make it their day jobs even though that is not a well defined day job and i don't even think most of them pay that much it is not always a, a, a political tuggery and goonery, right like there are also there is also unemployment at play there is also lack of education and lack of chance considering the larger theme of the film and the larger kind of message that it wants to portray uh, w-
1: what do you think about, I mean, as good as the film is, what do you think about the the lyrics of the song that we talked about it? It it also says uh, things like, you know, uh, and and all those things. Uh, Considering what's happening in the country, what do you think? uh, Do you think is it possible to be like that and possible for sections of society to live like that? Uh, Does it pass the onus to others to do the job? Uh, can I answer to, that? To kind of protest. Yeah, can answer, I, I answer that. Yeah, I'm marking can
2: I Then I answer that with uh, again, you, may, you guys may think I'm obsessed with the wire, but I, I recently watched it, so all my examples come from there. So there is a scene where uh, a character tells another character that uh, trees that bend during a storm don't get broken. So to which the other character replies that bend too much, you're already broken. So uh, Lieutenant Daniels and his wife. So at the end, uh, so she tells him, trees that bend don't get broken. He says, bend too much, you're already broken. So, uh, so th- that's my thought on this whole song. Like you can bend, but there are, I don't know. Yeah, that actually in
3: the wire somewhere. that scene is, that's that scene in the wire is super potent because the person who's saying you know, bending bending does, allows you to not break is a white person and the first Lieutenant Daniels is black. <laughs> so that has so many implications like in, in, in sort of the way it's mentioned, right? So the, I, 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 I agree with Adi in the sense that given the current political context, it's very problematic to have those lines there. It's a very, very good movie. Uh, there is room for misinterpretation in the sense that the, I, I think the film is, uh, the film is suggesting not to protest, right? Or not, 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 it's not suggesting not to protest, it's suggesting don't assume power, like don't assume state power when you don't have it, kind of thing. Like, that's this type of thing that this film is suggesting, which I think is very different from the insinuation or the, the, the ask to not have a political stance and to not ag- agitate or protest. I, I think those are two. Uh, different things it's very subtle but they are different I think Uh, in the sense that it's basically I think the film is asking you to have a sense of self-preservation everything is and then as Ashoka mentioned everything is to a degree it's one of those things that you you can you can understand the principle and not apply it carte blanche to all situations is sort of my take on it Thanks, everyone, for listening to another episode of The Other Banana Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at The Other Banana, where we occasionally conduct quizzes and engage in mocha discussions with our business. You can find us at www.whereistheotherbanana.com and also on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever else you get your podcasts. If you're still listening, we also want to plug our cricket podcast in the network, 81 All Out. You can find us at 81AllOut.com, at 81AllOut on Twitter, and also on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play. If you call yourself a foodie, first please stop calling yourself that, then go check out our food pod at Nerd Kitchen Pod on Twitter. We'd love to get your feedback on what we're doing there as well. Until next time, this is Deepak, aka Complicator, signing off. Hope to see you back.